Welcome back, everybody, to another edition of the Auburn Undercover Podcast here on the 24-7 Sports Network. My name is Nathan King. Welcome on in to the show, everybody. It's been a minute since we've been able to hop on here. And of course, what else would we be talking about other than transfers? We are once again talking about transfers. Call it Transfer Tuesday, I guess. We could probably have a show like this every single Tuesday about transfers um, and definitely not run out of content because... Both Auburn football and basketball are doing tons of work in the transfer portal. Obviously, Auburn football more so than basketball, but they've got the same amount right now. We're kind of at a even point between the two programs. Both have four transfer additions. Obviously, Auburn football can take a handful more. Auburn basketball cannot. They can only take one more, but that one more spot for Bruce Pearl's team is getting really, really interesting. Um, and we will probably know what's going to happen with that this week. So we'll definitely get into that, but we're going to start with the transfer additions that Auburn got um, for the football team last week and what that could look like moving forward. Definitely some interesting progressions happening right now around the country in regards to Auburn's transfer targets um, and how they could help this 2021 team, what the makeup of this 2021 team is going to look like now. Obviously they're, you know, filling in some gaps at some positions that we knew about but they're also looking at some positions like quarterback, like a guy who thinks he can come in and compete with Bo Nix for the starting quarterback job. We're going to get to that soon. Um, you know, kind of really interesting. I mean, we, we knew they would go after a quarterback. And obviously, if you're a quarterback, you're going to think that you can come in and take that job. You're always going to have that confidence. But it might turn into a really, really interesting situation here. But we're going to start with the guy that Auburn got at the beginning of last week. Auburn brought in two transfer commitments last week and the first was one tony fair a guy we've talked about on this podcast before the uab grad transfer defensive tackle obviously that interior defensive line was a position of need for auburn because they were down two pieces compared to what they had when spring camp started obviously jeremiah wright about a week and a half through spring ball during the first scrimmage for the team did tear his acl and so he's going to be out for a long while he was really coming along and kind of had the makings of what could have been a breakout player along that defensive line this spring, but obviously had the unfortunate injury. And then after spring ball ended two weeks afterward, um, defensive tackle Jay Hardy left the team via the transfer portal. And that's something we talked about last time on the show, but Auburn hasn't had any more transfer guys leave through the transfer portal since then. They had the five Hardy, um, Jaron Handy, Chael Garnett, the quarterback. Um, Let's see if I can remember all of them. Kamal Haddon the cornerback and Chris Thompson Jr., the safety. And so far, two of those guys have committed. Jaron Handy, the edge rusher, has committed to Indiana. And Chris Thompson, the safety, has committed to USC. But back to fair, obviously, that's a position that Auburn was going to need to address. And they got a really, really good player, I think, for their system. Tony Fair committed to Auburn last Wednesday over Purdue and Ole Miss. He's a six foot three, 335 pounds. So kind of a similar frame to what you've got with Tyrone Truesdale. And that's what he's really going to be. He's going to be that compliment to Tyrone Truesdale on the interior of that defensive line. Two really, really experienced two fifth year players. Now, Tony fair has been on a lot of teams uh, bounced around the Juco route, um, had some ineligibility 
stuff early in his career. He really was, he was a part of the recruiting class seven years ago. Um, and then he went to a community college. He started his career at Indiana state and then went to UAB after that. Now is going to end his career at Auburn. How is he going to fit in along this defense? Well, again, he's going to be that guy. That's kind of a second fiddle or the first fiddle. I mean, we'll see how it goes, how he compares to uh, Tyrone Truesdale. But Derek Mason, obviously, is going to be able to use pure nose tackles along this defensive line. They wanted more depth at that kind of position. And Jeremiah Wright was definitely a player that they thought was going to contribute highly there, but he gets injured. So Derek Mason likes to use kind of the two two down linemen with two edge rushers. He used that a lot in the spring game. We can probably expect him to use a lot of that come this season. And both Tony Fair and Tyrone Truesdale can be those kinds of players, just kind of a disrupting force in the middle that can absorb some offensive linemen and allow the other guys, allow some edge rushers, allow some defensive ends, allow some linebackers to come crashing in. Obviously, that's what Tyrone Truesdale uh, did last season. And then that's what they want Tony Fair to do. He was really, really good at UAB last season. He was a guy that wanted, you know, to make to head to the NFL, but decided that one more season at the college level um, was going to be the best thing for him. And so now he comes into Auburn and he is an addition along their defensive line, a really, really good pickup for them. I think a guy that um, started gaining some Auburn buzz pretty soon after he entered the transfer portal, wanted to stay in state. He graduated from UAB like two weeks before he made this decision. Um, so this is going to be his last hurrah on the college level looking to pick up some NFL buzz, um, obviously heading into next year. So he's going to be highly motivated to make a big impact on this team. Another guy who's going to be exactly that same way, um, looking to do a lot on this defense, is by Darius Knighton. By Darius Knighton, B-Y-D-A-R-R-I-U-S Knighton. One of the best names on the team now. Auburn's got a lot of good names in Tank Bixby and Smoke Monday and guys like that. Obviously, Big Cat Bryant's not there anymore, but I like by Darius Knighton a lot. It's a pretty cool name. So uh, they got him. Yeah, another guy that picked up some Auburn uh, interest pretty quickly after his offer. He's a safety slash nickel from Southeast Missouri State. He committed to Auburn um, last Friday. He's a guy who said that, you know, the proximity to his family, he's a Mississippi native. Um, is a factor in his decision. Played four years at Southeast Missouri State. Um, one of the most productive tacklers at the FCS level over the past four years. He started four seasons. Um, his freshman year, his redshirt freshman year, he redshirted one year. He was the fourth leading tackler on the on the team. The next two years, he was all Ohio Valley Conference. He was an all-conference player. Um, 88 tackles and 10 pass breakups his sophomore year. He was first team all conference. And then the next year, um, he was second team all conference with 75 tackles and three picks. And then last year, SEMO played um, seven games, or excuse me, this year they played kind of a spring um, schedule. He had uh, 40 tackles and an interception. So, really, really productive player. You're getting a lot of experience. Obviously, it is from the FCS level, but Auburn thought it was good enough to come in and help at the safety position. Sorry if you guys heard that notification sound. Hopefully it wasn't too loud. But yeah, so they lost Chris Thompson Jr. to the transfer portal. And so you needed a safety to come in. And Auburn is not at, as deep at safety as people might think. Obviously, you've got a lot of players in that secondary. Drayshon Miller from West Virginia is going to come in the fall. That cornerback's room is going to be really, really loaded. 
But I think it's safety. You're a lot thinner than you realize. I mean, without Chris Thompson Jr., right now, Trey Elston, the walk-on who, mind you, had a really good spring, um, local kid who was the defensive MVP at A-Day, but probably not a lot of people knew his name before A-Day. He's your third safety right now because you don't have Chris Thompson anymore. So he's your third safety. He was your fourth safety um, in the spring, and now he moves up a spot with, behind Smoke Monday and Ladarius Tennyson. So they move Tennyson over to safety in the spring. It's all going to start to come together in the fall now with Bidarius Knighton on board. And the next guy we're going to talk about, who is another safety target for Auburn in the transfer portal. We're going to see how this all works out um, because Derek Mason's got a lot of tinkering to do here in the secondary. I mean, you've got Knighton and Monday could be your safeties. And do you want to move Ladarius Tennyson back to nickel? But if you move Ladarius Tennyson back to nickel, what does that mean for Nehemiah Pritchett, who was playing nickel for Auburn this spring and had a phenomenal season as a cornerback for them last year, taking over when Jalen Simpson got injured? You probably want him to be in the main lineup. What does that mean for him? What does that mean for Zion Puckett when he becomes healthy? Zion Puckett is the highest rated defensive player on this roster right now in terms of high school ranking. He was a high four-star guy two years ago, um, kind of sat behind people in his first season. And then last year, wasn't able to get in the rotation, dealing with a little bit of injury. He dealt with some injuries this spring, but this staff thinks very highly of him and a really, really talented player who can play both nickel and safety. So where does he go? I mean, how does he fit into this equation? If you if you move Tennyson down, he's playing nickel. Um, if him and Pritchard are playing nickel and you've got Knighton and Monday at safety, and then you bring in this next guy we're going to talk about to also play safety. But I do th- just think that safety spot, because if you get this next guy we're, talk- we're about to talk about and you have by Darius Knighton and Smoke Monday, those are three safeties that you can really count on um, that are sort of true to the position. Knighton can play nickel as well, and so can Donovan Kaufman, the Vanderbilt transfer we're about to talk about in a second. He can play nickel too, but both of them, I mean, are probably going to sit at that safety spot primarily. So Auburn's going to have a lot of players at safety this fall, but they're not necessarily planning on using all of them. The thing is that people were looking at, okay, they're bringing in the three freshmen. Amari Harvey was already on campus as an early enrollee, and then Caden Bridges and Jawan Gaston. First of all, Harvey was playing nickel in the spring, but they are not planning on relying on Caden Bridges and Jawan Gaston. They are not planning on relying on those guys in the 2021 season. Those are players for the future. So you wanted to bring in guys who could contribute immediately because right now, in ter- again, in terms of actual safeties, just true safeties, um, Smoke Monday is really the only guy who you, you know what you're getting. Obviously, Ladarius Tennyson had a few good games last season filling in for Christian Tut at the nickel position, and they think highly of Zion Puckett. But if he can come over and play that safety spot and not play nickel, um, but you wanted a little bit more experience. You wanted some proven skill sets, and you're certainly getting that again by Darius Knighton is now committed as a transfer. You're certainly going to get him on the roster. You know what you're getting with him. You know that he had a lot of production at the FCS level. So that's who Auburn's got right now. That's who they got last week. But you've obviously got more than just them. You have the two guys who have been on board for a while now who are signed in the 2021 class that's Drayshon Miller again the guy we talked about one of the best corners in the Big 12 last season coming over from West Virginia and then Iku Leota um, or Andrew Leota coming over the defensive end from Northwestern so who else could Auburn pick up segueing from safety into another safety Donovan Kaufman out of Vanderbilt a guy that Auburn 
has been courting in the transfer portal for a while. Five foot nine, 197 pounds from New Orleans. A guy who played just two games last year as a freshman um, sort of decided after a couple games that I'm just not going to do it this season. I'm going to opt out um, and just kind of see where this thing goes. Really, really good safety, though. If you go and look in those two or three games that he played in, um, I think especially his tape was really good against Texas A&M and a guy that obviously has a really good relationship with Derek Mason, like most of those players coming from Vanderbilt did. Obviously, Derek Mason was a really beloved coach there at Vanderbilt. So now with Mason not only being Auburn's defensive coordinator, but Mason also coaching Auburn safeties, this was something that as soon as Kaufman entered the portal now a few weeks ago, this was something that was immediately pegged as Auburn might be the leader, um, and it is sort of unfolded as such. And we're going to find out about it pretty quickly. Kaufman tweeted over the weekend that Wednesday is going to be his decision date. So that's tomorrow as we record this right now on Tuesday. Wednesday is going to be a pretty big day for Auburn in terms of the transfer portal. We're going to get to that a little later because a big basketball target for them is also committing on Wednesday. So be on the lookout for Donovan Kaufman the Vanderbilt safety. Um, Everything is pointing Auburn right now. If you go look at the crystal ball, everything um, that our Keith Niebuhr has reported, our great recruiting reporter at auburnundercover.com, everything he has reported is leaning Auburn. So I think it would be a big surprise to Auburn and everybody around Auburn and everybody who's been following this thing. I think it would be a really big surprise to them if Donovan Kaufman went elsewhere. So it certainly seems like he is also going to join this class and give Auburn some more depth at safety. Now, what we kind of talked about in the opening was that Auburn wanted to bring in a quarterback. We knew that they were a little bit short right now. They've only got three scholarship quarterbacks. Obviously, Bo Nix is your guy behind him. Grant Loy, the former Bowling Green transfer, was his backup in the spring. And then Demetrius Davis, who four-star freshman out of Houston, who had a pretty strong spring, kind of showed everything we thought he could be a really raw athlete who's probably got some good tools for the future. And he might take over that backup quarterback spot by the time the season starts, unless Auburn brings in Mr. TJ Finley. If you recognize that name, it's because he was LSU's starting quarterback last season um, when they played Auburn. He started a handful of games for Auburn last year, or excuse me, for LSU last year. Obviously, LSU had the injury to Miles Brennan at quarterback. Max Johnson sort of closed out last season for LSU, and I'm pretty sure he seems like Um, he's LSU's front runner for the starting quarterback job right now. And so Finley started at five games for them overall as a true freshman. He entered the transfer portal a couple weeks ago. And then he told Keith Niebuhr last week that Auburn is 100% a factor. Um, people are talking about Penn state and Texas might be the other front runners right now for Finley, who is a massive, massive quarterback prospect. Um, kind of a quarterback project, excuse me, that Brian Harson and Mike Bobo probably are pretty excited if if Auburn's able to get him about working with in the future and kind of using some of those physical tools to his advantage. Six foot six, 250 pounds out of Louisiana. Um, He was the number 19 pro style quarterback in the class and the number 21 overall prospect in the 2020 class out of, I'm not even going to try to pronounce his high school, but he's out of Louisiana. So obviously he's been in communication with Auburn. He told Keith that he talks to Auburn every day. And he said that he feels like he can go in there and compete for the starting job. He told Keith, quote, they don't have a lot of quarterbacks in the room behind Bo Nix that can step in and play. And I feel like they lack experience behind Bo. 
And there's an opportunity there. A lot of people in the organization there, since the new staff got there, believe I can come in and compete for the starting job. It ain't like I'm going there to be a backup, end quote. So obviously, like we talked about in the opening, you want that attitude out of your quarterback, out of any quarterback, going to go in somewhere and they're you know not going to try to be a backup unless the situation is completely obvious. A guy like Finley, who has starting experience in the SEC now, it's not great starting experience. He played really, really well against South Carolina last season. That was the game before LSU played Auburn. And then he was not great against Auburn. That Auburn defense had him shook pretty much the entire game. And that blowout, I believe, it was 48 to 11 that Auburn won that game. And then uh, Finley gave way to Max Johnson, took over at the end of the game. But Auburn, again, is looking for a quarterback right now. Chael Garnett obviously entered the portal a couple weeks ago. And so they want some more depth at the position. But Finley was a guy that's just caught a lot of people's eyes because he's got that SEC experience. He's got that name to him. And there should be a decision for him probably either at the end of May or at the beginning of June. He's also said that the uh, transfer rule, if the SEC is going to have a transfer rule on whether interconference transfers can play immediately, they're kind of expecting that's going to be the case. Most people don't think there's going to be a problem with that, but obviously that would affect him and that would affect Kaufman. But he's also said he's being weary of that situation. So Auburn certainly is one of his leaders right now. Again, uh, I believe it was Cole Kublik reported last week that Penn State and Texas were also his big leaders right now. But he's got offers from he's been talking to a bunch of different schools, Alabama, Ohio State, uh, Georgia, Mississippi State. A lot of people have been kind of speculating what Mike Leach could do with a player like him, a guy that has a pretty high ceiling and athletic quarterback with a lot of passing tools so this will be interesting if Auburn's able to bring him in obviously we're going to be continually tracking this Keith is doing a really good job of covering this recruiting and we're following this whole process but this will be pretty interesting I mean Bo Nix has done everything right so far with this new staff to be cemented still as the starting quarterback but there are there's a big faction of the Auburn fan base that definitely wants to see him pushed by a backup if not have the starting job taken over and so obviously you think in a quarterback room that competition is only going to be good Auburn certainly hopes that if they're able to land TJ Finley so we'll continue to follow that but that's probably that's probably the most interesting one so far in terms of what we've done what Auburn's done what we've seen here in the transfer portal that's been the most interesting one and we're going to continue to follow that one so a few more guys that are on that are on Auburn's radar right now in the transfer portal if you're a subscriber to Auburn undercover definitely check out Keith's transfer tracker. I believe right now he's on 4.0, the fourth update on it. If you're a subscriber, you can check in on that. He's updating it every few days with everybody that he knows to be tracked by Auburn right now in terms of the transfer portal. But Auburn could be getting a commitment from two high school teammates from nearby um, the Montgomery area from Carver High School. Two guys they're definitely looking at right now. We'll start with Keyshawn Brown, who is a linebacker. Not everybody... Um, knew that Auburn wanted a linebacker in the transfer portal. Obviously, they're pretty deep at that position. But it looks like they want at least just a little help. Um, he was a four-star recruit, number 14 player in the state, again, out of Montgomery. He went to Texas A&M um, in the class of 2019, but he did not play with the Aggies at all. He was a redshirt, took a redshirt year that first year in 2019, and then opted out last season during COVID, did not play last season. So we've yet to see him on the field in college, but he's a player that Auburn might like to add. He does not have an offer yet. He still doesn't have an Auburn offer. And obviously, you know, Keith will be reporting that. So be continually checking that out 
if he does earn that Auburn offer. But he told Keith over the weekend that if Auburn does pull the trigger and send him off, send him an offer, they're going to be tough to beat. They'll, they'll probably rise to number one in his recruitment right now. And one of his high school teammates is also being looked at as we move to the next spot. Marcus Harris is a guy who signed with Kansas in the 2019 class, a three-star prospect again, out of the same, excuse me, not the same, uh, not the same high school, but the same area. They're good friends out of Montgomery. Marcus Harris went to park crossing high school, really good player, really, really good player for Kansas last season. One of the better defensive linemen in the big 12, seven and a half tackles for loss. And he's a six foot three, 250, kind of 260 pound, sort of that defensive end spot, not an edge rusher, um, can kind of kick inside or outside big, strong player who was pretty good against big 12 competition, big 12 offensive lines last season. Obviously Auburn, we talked about before lost Jaron handy. He was kind of an edge rusher. He wasn't a defensive end, but you, you can bring in Iku Leota from Northwestern and you bring in Marcus Harris at defensive end and you bring in Tony fair along the interior, of the D line, you sort of feel like you are bolstering your D line across the board, because I think among that group, you've got a true defensive tackle. You've probably got an edge rusher and Iku Leota. He's listed on the roster. He played defensive end at Northwestern, but we'll see how Derek Mason uses him. And then you've probably got a true defensive end here in Marcus Harris. So you can sort of give some, a jolt of depth to that roster, to that defensive line right now. We're, we're pretty sure we know what we've got with them. Colby Wooden is expected to be really, really good. He was obviously really good as a freshman. There at that defensive end spot, Derek Hall is your best edge. And then obviously Tyrone Truesdell is a fifth-year senior along the defensive line, the interior defensive line, excuse me, at defensive tackle. So, but you get, if you get all three of these guys, if you're able to get Marcus Harris and add him to the equation, um, then you really start to start to boost that defensive line and give yourself some good experience moving into next season. So um, that's it in terms of the actual names, um, or excuse me, we got one more. At running back, that's a position that Auburn has, you know, a lot of people have been wanting Auburn to bring in another one because they are a little bit thin. Devin Barrett moving over from defensive back. Obviously, he came in in the 2017 class and was a four-star recruit at running back and then moved around the depth chart, moved to wide receiver, moved to cornerback, and is now back in the running back's room. But it was really just, I mean, Barrett, you don't really know what you have with him right now. You don't really know how he's transitioning back. To running back, you don't know if he's an SEC caliber running back. Really, the only two guys you have, you have Tank Bigsby, and behind him, you have Sean Shivers. And now that's a really good one-two punch in the SEC. Obviously, Tank Bigsby could be the best running back in the SEC, probably the best athlete, the best player on Auburn's team overall. But you want maybe one more guy in that rotation that you can really count on. And right now, they're looking at Jordan Ingram. He's a guy who signed with Central Michigan. Last year, he's a Mobile kid from nearby Mobile, Alabama, didn't play in 2020 and decided to move out from the program, decided to enter the transfer portal. Um, it's not really something that has gotten a lot of movement yet, but that is the name that everybody is bringing up in regards to the running back position for Auburn. Again, Keith's not sure when that transfer decision is going to come. We haven't heard anything about that yet, but right now, the buzz for him is to Auburn. And so if another running back target comes up and Auburn starts to be looking at them, obviously we're going to let you guys know. But right now it's Jordan Ingram, um, a guy who was, I believe he was high school teammates with Daniel Foster Allen, um, the Auburn defensive end out of Mobile, went to Central Michigan and is now uh, looking to enter the, he's entered the transfer portal again and is looking to be 
on the move in terms of other positions. So that's it for the names that we actually have in terms of the other positions, um, wide receiver and offensive tackle are still obviously on the board. Wide receiver is something that, I mean, a, a couple weeks into spring ball, everybody could kind of say, yeah, they're probably going to go after a wide receiver. They only had really three receivers that they could rely on a ton in the spring. They had three more receivers, all of which were expected to play pretty significant roles. Shedrick Jackson, J.J. Evans, and Xavion Capers were all injured in the spring. And so you just don't know if you want to completely rely on your inexperienced guys. Obviously, Shedrick Jackson has experience, but really doesn't have a lot of catches. And so this is easily Auburn's youngest, most inexperienced position group on the roster. And it's a pretty important one. Brian Harson talked about it in the spring that um, if the receivers are messing things up, and by, by the way, he was very tr- transparent. We've talked about it here before. He was very transparent about the wide receivers and the shortcomings that they had and some of the warts they had in the spring and how they sort of held the offense back. He said that, look, if, if receivers aren't on their game, it really starts to throw things off because he thought Bo Nix had a really good spring game and was absorbing the offense well, had, had absorbed the offense well, was playing well behind that offensive line and was putting the ball where it needed to be, but the wide receivers we're not in the right position. We're not making the right plays. So maybe an experienced guy in the transfer portal, pretty much every receiver who's gone in, like Mike Woods was the big one, the guy out of Arkansas, he ended up landing in Oklahoma because, I mean, if Oklahoma tells you they want you to play wide receiver, you're probably not going to say no. But Auburn at least had a little bit of interest in him. So it seems like every big receiver that's going to enter the portal, Auburn is going to be in the running for and at least taking a little bit of a look at because they're probably, by the time it's all said and done, most people think they're going to add a wide receiver. It'd be pretty surprising if they didn't, but right now, not necessarily have anybody at the top of that leaderboard. And then offensive tackle as well. I mean, or just anywhere along the offensive line. We'll see how that unfolds as well. Auburn has kind of been slightly in there for a couple guys who have been in the transfer portal along the offensive line, but really nothing too serious or nothing that's really developed beyond um, just a little bit of talking between the parties. And so we'll see what happens. Obviously, Brandon Council is going to help out that offensive line equation when he's back from his injury in the fall. But then, I mean, at both tackle spots, there's a little bit of competition. We'll see if Council moves to center. What does that mean for Nick Brahms? Does Keandre Jones stay at right guard or does Council supplant him there? Do they keep Seishon Manning at left guard? Do they move Brodarius Ham? A lot of people think he's more of a guard than a tackle. It's going to be a lot of sorting out. Will Friend and that offensive staff, that offensive line group, still have a lot of tinkering to do heading into fall camp. This is something that we knew was going to take a while to fix and get that best group on the field. Obviously, he gave everybody, as the new coaching staff and a new offensive line coach, he gave everybody the benefit of the doubt. He gave everybody a blank slate there in the spring. And he kind of landed on pretty much the same group they had last year, obviously minus Brandon council. You had both the tackle spots still rotating. Austin Troxel was rotating along with Alec Jackson at left tackle. And then Brendan coffee was stepping in for Brodarius ham occasionally at right tackle as well. It's pretty much exactly what happened last season. Do they want to change that up a little bit? Do they want to insert an experienced guy like they did with Brandon council last year? There's reason to believe that they will, but there so far hasn't um, been any big names that have popped up for them yet, but certainly will be on top of it um, if there is. I mean, and the beat can just continue to go on for Auburn in the transfer portal. There's really no uh, set limit right now. Obviously, they're not going to bring in a million transfers, but it was kind of initially believed 
that they were limited, that they can only bring in like three or four more in addition to the two that they had already had on board. But that's not really the case. This staff does not mind backloading to the 2022 class. They know they've got to fix this roster for this season and next season as well, because you're going to drop off at a few positions and, and need to fill in guys. They know that they really just need to fix that right now. And I really think the first class that you're going to be able to judge at face value in relation to all the other classes, it's really going to be the same as everybody else that you're going to be able to look at their recruiting ranking and say, okay, you know, is it the top 10? Is it in the top 10? If it's the top, you know, number seven, number eight, number nine recruiting class in the country, then you're probably good. And you're back where Auburn wants to be is the 2023 class, because right now they're, they're pushing everything back to 2022, putting a lot of chips on their transfers in that class and sort of backloading guys to that class so they can fix the roster right now. So we'll see how that goes. But again, I, I really do think that 2023 is the first class with this new staff where you're going to say, okay, they're setting up this team for success. And if that class is not ranked very highly, because next year's might not be super highly ranked either, because you put a lot of transfers in it. And obviously transfers do not count towards your recruiting rankings. So that one might not be, you know, super highly ranked again. It might not be as highly ranked as some of the Gus Malzahn classes. And so a lot of people are probably going to freak out about that again, just like they did this year. But obviously, Brian Harson has proven that he can fix things pretty quickly. And obviously, he did a lot with not that much at Boise State. Um, didn't really have blue chip prospects there. Was really pretty much working with three stars. Obviously, he's going to have a little bit more talent to work with here at Auburn. So we'll see how that goes over the next two years heading into that 2023 class. It has been a pretty long ride, a few months here for Auburn basketball, not with us not knowing what they're going to do in terms of finishing out this roster. They've been working hard on doing so. Bruce Pearl has been pretty impressive with what he's been able to do in the transfer portal. Obviously, Walker Kessler, the five-star center from North Carolina, we've talked about him on here a lot. That's one of the biggest off-season additions for anybody, not even just in the transfer portal, not exclusive to the transfer portal. High school players as well. That's a huge, huge get. For Auburn, he's one of four transfer additions for them right now. Um, could that continue? So this is going to be a pretty big week for Auburn um, because the guy you need to know the name of is Katie Johnson, player who's kind of gotten some buzz Auburn's way early this week. Um, a point guard who played at Georgia last season. He was a kid who this is a guy who's Auburn was recruiting very highly, very similar to the Walker Kessler situation where You've got a player that Auburn was pretty close to getting in high school now might come to Auburn anyway via the transfer portal. A little bit of patience there from Bruce Pearl um, landing a guy a year or two after he thought he was going to. So a couple years ago, Auburn was really high on this kid. Um, he had a great relationship with Bruce Pearl. He was a top 100 player in the 2020 class, um, a top 20 point guard, I believe the number. Yeah, number 20 point guard. In the country, six foot one, about 185 pounds, really good playmaker, really good scorer, who also has some passing ability and a really high level defender, eventually chose Tom Crean and Georgia. Now, he didn't really play um, until a couple games into the SEC slate last season, a lot like Sharif Cooper, actually. He might have, it might be the, it might have been the game after Sharif Cooper was cleared, actually, that he played because Katie Johnson made his debut against Auburn. Uh, he scored 21 points in his debut, it was really, really impressive. I think that was the game after Sharif Cooper, you know, not, I, I don't have the schedule in front of me, but I think Auburn played at Georgia and won that game after Sharif Cooper debuted against Alabama. Anyway, so those guys were cleared kind of around the same time, but Katie Johnson instantly flourished, instantly looked like a high level prospect as a true freshman with Georgia played in 16 games 
uh, averaged 13.8 points per game. He was Georgia's second leading scorer on the season. Also was a really, really good three-point shooter. Shot almost 40% from downtown, 38.7%. Really good defender to 1.8 steals per game. Um, and if you go by 40 minutes in conference play, which that's that's all he played. He played 16 games in the SEC schedule. Um, is 3.4 steals per 40 minutes. So his usage was really, really efficient for Georgia. Um, kind of a, a, a bulldog, you know, no pun intended. Definitely didn't even, even mean to do that. But he's a guy that, I mean, some people on our board were talking about it and you go and you watch some film on him. Uh, kind of plays like a linebacker there at point guard. Really has that physical approach when he's attacking the rim. But at the same time, very, very smooth when shooting the basketball. And like I just talked about, a really high level defender. So why am I droning on and on? about a Georgia basketball player. That's because Auburn has a pretty good chance to land him this week from all the intel that we've gathered at the beginning of the week. Auburn might be his spot on Wednesday. Um, I believe his leaders before the last 48 hours or so were Minnesota and Cincinnati. He entered the transfer portal from Georgia last week. Katie Johnson did. Um, and now it looks like Auburn might be the team to beat. He was going to commit on Monday at 3 p.m. Central Time. And then now it's been pushed back to Wednesday. According to John Rothstein of CBS Sports reported that yesterday that um, now Katie Johnson is pushing it back to Wednesday. I have no idea what time of day that's going to be on Wednesday. Maybe it'll be the same time as it was going to be on Monday. But this could be the last one. This could be the last player in this recruiting class for Auburn. It would be their 12th scholarship spot. Um, a lot depends on what happens with JT Thor, but we're going to talk about that in a second. I don't really think that's uh, in question anymore but a lot of people probably wondering what does this mean for scoot henderson if you don't know who scoot henderson is a five-star point guard out of marietta georgia in the 2022 class a guy that bruce pearl has been recruiting for years for three years this guy has been on top of bruce pearl's recruiting board he's been one of his most sought after players he's committing on friday at noon central time 1 p.m eastern and there's been a lot of buzz over the past few days, really since he announced that he was committing, then a lot of people knew he was committing soon. There's been a lot of buzz for the G League. And that's something that Auburn fans remember from last season when they thought they were pretty close to getting Jalen Green. And he ended up going to the G League. Jonathan Kamingo was another guy Auburn was in there for. He ended up going to the G League as well. That's obviously a path that programs are just going to have to start recruiting against. I mean, it's like another blue blood that a lot of these highly rated five-star prospects are going to start going to. Obviously, nothing is set in stone. He is still committing on Friday. Most believe, I mean, it'd be a shock if it's not between them and Auburn, the G League and Auburn. And he's a 2022 player, but the Auburn um, side of things would be him reclassifying to the 2021 class coming in and being the point guard for Auburn this coming season which, I mean, he's one of the best point guard. I mean, even if he reclassifies, he's still a really, really highly rated five-star point guard, a lot like Sharif Cooper was. He's a different player than Sharif, a little bit bigger, a little bit more of a scorer. He can also play the two, but the Katie Johnson news early in the week and Auburn's pursuance of Katie Johnson and him, you know, kind of seeming like everything was trending Auburn's way. Now, you never know what's going to happen. We're recording this on Tuesday. Um, you never know what's going to happen. This recruiting in basketball is, is incredibly fluid, but this might signal that things are done with Scoot Henderson. This might signal that he's told Auburn, hey, I ain't coming. I'm going to the G League and you can move on and get whoever else you want because Auburn's had some backup plans throughout the past month. I mean, again, Scoot Henderson has been their number one 
it's great that they landed Walker Kessler. It's great that they landed Desi Sills. It's great that they got some of these players. Uh, Wendell Green, I think, was a really, really big pickup for them. He might be their starting point guard, depending on what happens this week. Katie Johnson could be that if they get him. But it's really great for them that they went out and got those players, and they've done a good job in the transfer portal so far. But And in recruiting, obviously, they lost Trey Alexander in this class, but they're still bringing in Jabari Smith. But Scoot Henderson has been their number one, and he's been their number one for so long. And this would, I mean, Jalen Green obviously stung a little bit for Auburn, especially once he came out a year later and said that he would have gone to Auburn had he chosen the college route. But Bruce Pearl's been recruiting Scoot Henderson for like three years, and he's a guy that has had a really good relationship with him. And he sort of thought that, I mean, this was going to be the guy he's been projected to Auburn for a long time, talking about just, I mean, very tangible crystal balls and people talking about their projections. Scoot Henderson to Auburn has been a thing for like the better part of a year now, if not over a year, really ever since Auburn started recruiting this guy, obviously never committed, but it was sort of always understood that he was leaning that way. And now things are starting to change in terms of the G league. Now nothing's over till it's over. And that is very, very apparent in college basketball (laughs) recruiting. That's something I'm learning. Um, covering recruiting in college basketball and covering the transfer portal this spring because things change in an instant. I mean, even just yesterday, we I was told Katie Johnson was coming on Monday and to get that ready and to, to expect him to commit to Auburn. And now he pushes it back to Wednesday. I mean, I, I still think that's a good, I still think Auburn's in a good spot there, but things change very quickly. I don't think Auburn is done with Scoot Henderson. I don't think they're done trying to get him. I don't think they're done pursuing him. I don't think Bruce Pearl is going to give up this easily. Bruce Pearl is the type of guy, especially in a recruitment like this, where he's going to make Scoot Henderson tell him, no, I'm going, you need to move on right now. It's it's not going to be something strung along. He doesn't want that. Bruce Pearl wants to know where he stands. And I think he's going to continue to push Scoot Henderson. He's going to continue um, to work that recruitment all the way up until he commits. Now, Again, if Katie Johnson does come to Auburn, that probably means that things are over with Scoot Henderson. I don't think you can bring in both of those guys, and it's a difficult juggling act. I mean, that's what Auburn's been doing all offseason is they want one guy. It's been kind of interesting because we've been it's we've been so privy to Bruce Pearl's recruiting board right now. We can see the guys he's going after and the backup plans he's had. Katie Johnson is one of those guys at point guard. All of a sudden, Auburn was in it for Nolan Hickman, a four-star point guard in this recruiting class. And obviously, he committed to Gonzaga. Kansas and Auburn were also part of his top three. But all of a sudden, Auburn was involved there, a backup plan at point guard. Wendell Green was a guy that Auburn went after um, to bring some depth in at point guard. You saw some big guys and some wing guys that Auburn was after before they brought in a guy like Walker Kessler. So we've really been able to see who Bruce Pearl's you know, A players and his B players and the, the guys he's been after. He and his staff have been chasing after and not only transfer recruitment, but high school recruitment this offseason. And so Scoot Henderson has been their number one for a really long time, but that situation might be fading away. We're going to see at 1 p.m. Eastern on Friday, Scoot Henderson is set to make his decision. Then Katie Johnson is supposed to commit tomorrow. As I record this on Tuesday, supposed to commit on Wednesday. Maybe that'll give us some answers. And I think Auburn's pretty much done after that. I mean, we've been going and going this offseason trying to figure out what they're going to do with this roster, but I think they will be finished after this week. So if this has been stressing you out, then it's almost done. 
Um, it's certainly been a lot to follow, but uh, other transfers are starting to come to campus. I know Wendell Green, the guy we just talked about, the Eastern Kentucky point guard transfer, who has a really good play style for Bruce Pearl's system. I think he's going to fit in really well. He reported to campus on Monday. And then we talked about just a couple minutes ago, the JT Thor situation. I asked Bruce Pearl about JT Thor when we saw him in, we saw Bruce in Birmingham last week before an alumni event and got a chance to chat with him. Um, just based off of what I've been hearing for the past couple of months, whatever, what the, what the vibe has sort of been around JT Thor and then sort of just Bruce's body language and, and the way he answered the question. I really do think JT Thor is gone. I really do think he, you know, obviously he's testing the NBA draft process. I don't think he's coming back. I don't think Auburn should expect him back. Now, obviously again, that's just me. Things can change in an instant, but if I'm an Auburn fan, I'm probably not expecting JT Thor to pull out of the NBA draft process and come back to Auburn next season. So that's again, if they get Katie Johnson, that's 12 or 13 scholarships. They could just eat one. They could just eat that last one and push it to next season, or they could use it. Um, We'll see what happens after that. But Bruce Pearl talked a little bit last week about how he might change some things up in terms of what his team is doing. Like I just talked about some of the transfers are now coming to campus for off season workouts. The off season regimen is starting for Auburn soon and Bruce Pearl said he's probably going to do something that he's never done before he's going to try something out for the first time in his coaching career I mean he's never had this much raw talent on a roster and he's never been able to have so little information on these players that are coming in just because I mean he hasn't seen these guys play in so long Um, because of COVID he wasn't able to go see Jabari Smith play his senior year he hasn't seen him play in a year and a half he hasn't seen a guy like Walker Kessler play since high school Zepp Jasper the guard out of college of Charleston. He's never seen him play in person. And he's just, he just hasn't been able to meet as intimately with these players. Obviously everything's been virtual. Everything's been over zoom. Um, he really hasn't been able to kind of go in depth about his plan for them and be able to see them in person. So he said he might just let these guys play pickup for the first few days, <laughs> the first week of the off season program. He might just check out their skill sets and be like, oh, okay, this is what Jabari does now compared to when I saw him a year and a half ago. Oh, this is what Walker Kessler learned his freshman year at North Carolina compared to when I was recruiting him and when I thought I was going to bring him into my system. So all of these guys are coming in minus Jabari Smith out of high school. All of these guys, all these transfers are coming in. If they end up getting Katie Johnson or another transfer, that's five incoming transfers who have all been conditioned with another system and have all learned and absorbed another coaching style. And so Bruce Pearl wants to see what he's got. He wants to see his baseline. And he talked about, I mean, you guys have as much tape on my guards as I do. That's what he told us. Um, some of these guys, he really hasn't been able to watch and evaluate in person very much. Certainly the transfers, um, if they played on the other side of the country. Obviously, Auburn played against Desi Sills twice last season. That's really good. The Arkansas guard, that's really good for Bruce Pearl to be able to know him. He had his two best games of the season against Auburn, actually. But yeah, he doesn't really know these guys very well. So he might just let him play a little bit of pickup basketball. So that, that'd be fun to watch. Doubt we'll be able to watch it. But uh Bruce might change some things up. So certainly keep your uh, keep your focus on AuburnUndercover.com this week. If you're not able to stay right on top of things and right up there with the commitments and understand exactly when the commitments are going to be and follow them on social media, all that kind of stuff. Um, don't worry about it because we've obviously completely got you covered. We're going to have everything done on all these guys, football and basketball from head to toe. So we're looking forward to some of those decisions starting to pop. Obviously, we got two of them last week. It seems like really... Over the next few weeks, it's going to be like that. It's going to be one or two every single week. And we're going to really start to understand these recruiting boards and the transfer recruiting boards for Auburn in both football and basketball.
Thank you guys so much again for listening to another episode of the Auburn Undercover Podcast. If you enjoyed it, please go and leave us a five-star review. It really, really does help us out. And if you're not a subscriber at auburnundercover.com, go check things out. Obviously, I've been having a really good time on our message board over the last week or so. Things have been pretty crazy. I mean, the transfer portal, and it brings a whole new facet to recruiting, and it's going to stay this way for a long time now because of the one-time transfer rule and guys being able to play immediately. So people are kind of embracing the craziness and understanding that this thing changes all of a sudden, all the time. Uh, it's crazy to follow, but at the same time, it's really fun. So I've had a really good time interacting with everybody, posting some news, posting any intel that I have on the board. If you want to know that stuff immediately, obviously Keith posts all kinds of great stuff. Everybody at our site does really, really good work. And so if you have not subscribed, definitely go check it out um, and support us there. We would really, really appreciate it. Um, we'd love for you to join us. We'd love for you to join the family um, and get on there and interact and have a good time. I, I certainly have a good time on our message board every day. So appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, go leave us a review if you liked it. If you did not like it, shoot me a message on our message board or on Twitter, anything like that. You can find me on Twitter at by Nathan King. The intro and outro music is by my good friend Beats by Mordecai. Beats by Mordecai. You can find him on SoundCloud, Twitter, and Instagram anywhere you want to look for him appreciate him giving us that good intro and outro music and until the next episode which could be in a few days based on what happens in the transfer portal for auburn we will see you guys later everybody have a good rest of the week